Welcome to the Unleashing Sister Saints podcast. Today in episode seven, I want to talk about our identity as sisters, and this will lead up to episode eight, where I'll talk about Mother in Heaven. I would recommend if you jump in midstream to my podcast that you do listen to episode seven first and then jump to eight. Now, I felt some inspiration that I should make these my next topic, so I'm doing it. Honestly, I thought I would stay away from the topic of Mother in Heaven, but I'm going to go in. The family, a proclamation to the world, states the following. All human beings, male and female, are created in the image of God. Each is a beloved spirit, son, or daughter of heavenly parents. And as such, each has a divine nature and destiny. Gender is an essential characteristic of individual, pre-mortal, mortal, and eternal identity and purpose. Now, I want you to remember that as I walk through some of my thoughts. For decades, I've been studying gender research, exploring the differences between men and women in terms of things like genetics and socialization and just the choices we make. And what I've realized is gender influences nearly everything. It just does. That is how our heavenly parents created us. Elder David A. Bednar of the Karma of the Twelve Apostles said this, gender in large measure defines who we are, why we are here on earth, and what we are to do and become. For divine purposes, male and female spirits are different, distinct and complementary. The unique combination of spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional capabilities of both males and females were needed to implement the plan of happiness. So our pre-mortal and mortal identity is deeply connected to our gender. In fact, what we see women doing around us strongly impacts what we can see ourselves doing in the future. We form our aspirations, our ambitions, our goals, most often by watching our mothers, sisters in our wards and stakes, our female teachers, the women we see in the community, on television and the movies, and communicating on social media. In fact, we imagine our future possibilities by watching those of our own gender, because again, gender is vital to who we are. So girls and women, need to see faithful, strong, competent women around them to envision what they can become in the future themselves. Church author Wendy Ulrich wrote, we do need women of power as a church, and I need to see powerful women to become one myself. So we need to see ourselves reflected in our role models and leaders. And I also agree with other church writers who have discussed the power that comes when women learn doctrine from other women including talks given in the general conference. It's important to see and hear from more women in all settings so that our identity as women can include the attributes we see in these women leaders. We all benefit as we watch, listen, and reflect on gospel concepts and doctrines taught by women and by men too. But there is a deeper connection when girls and women hear from and see women in these roles. So it is important at least a chunk of the time to see women being and doing things that we want to or need to do in the future. Again, as church leaders have told us, gender is vital to who we are. One Latter-day Saint scholar, Melissa Inouye, said, observing the difference that the messenger, not just the message, makes in people's ability to be engaged was instructive. When my fellow branch members saw someone with whom they identified, with whom they had something significant in common and who was also known to them through long acquaintances. 
They were more receptive to the message that was being taught and more engaged in the conference itself, she continued. The same is true for the young women and single women of the church. The church is honestly struggling to retain. To help women within this church deepen their connection and commitment to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God needs more women leaders. So both Melissa and Nyland McBain in her book, Women at Church, talk about this. When women do not see themselves reflected in the images that represent us as a people, there is, for some women, a sense of invisibility and thus unimportance. Frankly, it's hard to be what you can't see. I say that quite often. It is critical for each of us to envision our unique identity. We must all seek revelation to help us on that important journey, and it's a lot of work. And I will emphasize yet again that our biological sex, our gender, is an essential characteristic of our identity in the pre-mortal life, mortal life, and for the eternities. One critical role model, in my opinion, should be our Heavenly Mother. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints teaches that, quote, all human beings, male and female, are beloved spirit children of heavenly parents, a heavenly father, and a heavenly mother. Now, I'm not saying that men cannot be our role models. As we know, our Savior should always be the most prominent role model in our lives. But again, girls and women, consciously and unconsciously, will form their core identity by watching to, listening to, and envisioning women. As we study, ponder, and pray to understand more about our Heavenly Father and our Heavenly Mother, it will help us envision our future roles, which can include an image of being a goddess ourselves. Now, I know that's deep. I'll get a little deeper next week. One last thing for this point. As the Young Women General Presidency said in 2020, a continued focus on divine identity will bring power to each young woman changing her heart through faith in his name. So who are you and I? Our identities include being a daughter of earthly and heavenly parents. They can also include roles like being a sister, niece, aunt, young woman of color, athlete, an active church member, a class president, an outdoor enthusiast, community volunteer, musician, an artist, an introvert, a friend, social justice advocate, a public speaker, a gifted listener, a New Yorker, a native of Denmark, and so many more. All of these are pieces of our identity. Okay, one more piece to this, and that is our identity as leaders. Research tells us that boys are socialized much more often to see themselves as future leaders than girls. In fact, at every age, males are more likely to see leaders who look like them. This means that girls and young women often struggle to embrace what is called leadership identity. Basically, if we can't envision ourselves as leaders or at least potential leaders, we don't aspire to lead. If we don't aspire to lead, then we don't prepare ourselves to lead. For example, if you don't aspire to attend college, just typically don't do the things that you need to do to make sure you are prepared. If you don't plan to get sailed in the temple, you typically won't do things you need to do to be prepared for that. And the same is true for developing leadership skills. If you don't embrace a leadership identity, you most likely won't intentionally work on developing skills needed to become a leader. Finding and embracing a leadership identity is very important in our preparation to lead, which I hope we're all doing. The most important aspect of our identity 
is that it must first be anchored in a belief that each of us is, quote, a beloved daughter of heavenly parents with a divine nature and eternal destiny. And I truly believe that part of your destiny is to become a leader. President Gordon B. Hinckley declared, you can be a leader. You must be a leader in those causes for which this church stands. The adversary of all truth would put it into your heart a reluctance to make an effort. Cast that fear aside and be valiant in the cause of truth and righteousness. And I say, we have no idea how many people in our lives are waiting for us to lead the way. As I said at the beginning, this episode is the foundation now for the next episode on Mother in Heaven. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unleashing Sister Saints. This is Susan Madsen, and I'm devoted to unleashing the positive impact of Sister Saints on the world. 